0: Has to offer.
1: Um, Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets. Kittens, unicorns, porn, maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at
2: podcasts.pcrcollective.org.
1: So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m at radio FL mutiny Radio I just fucked that up again what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah you're fine, you're fine. I got it.
3: all right you stinky comedians it's time for the joke workshop here on mutiny radio uh it's monday it's six o'clock we have a bunch of comedians that are ready to perform for you guys four minute sets and then four minutes of commentary by the comedians in the room yeah Um, The music we're listening to in the fills today is uh, Reagan's Polyp from 1996. I just like this song about smelling bad. All right, we are going to get it started right now. Uh, Remember, if you guys are going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. And pay attention to their sets and say nice things and helpful things. Put your hands together for your very first comedian of the night. It's Ginny Hogan. Why you smell so bad?
2: Why you smell so bad? Why you smell so bad?
4: Hey, guys. So did you know that seagulls are monogamous? Do you know this? They're the only bird that's monogamous. It's nice. It makes me think maybe I shouldn't be, like, so quick to give up on a guy who, like, swoops in and eats my hot dog without asking. (laughs) Maybe I should give him a break. Yeah. And I've heard dogs actually um, are really into, like, pleasuring female dogs. So maybe I shouldn't be so quick to give up on, like, the butt sniffers of the world, you know? (laughs) Um, do you guys use Venmo? Yeah. So Ven- Venmo is this, like, app where you can request money from people and you can uh, pay people. So after, I should say, I quit dating recently um, in a strategic move that's been met with moderate to very low resistance from the male community. And I, I kind of had to quit because I was burnt out on it. And I think it's, like, a pretty good indicator that you've done too much online dating when you can no longer uniquely identify guys in your phone with their first name and the dating app you met them on. So I had like three Matt Tinders. (laughs) I had two Bennett Coffee Meets Bagel. Like, Bennett is not that common of a name. So I had to give it up, but before I gave it up, I had this uh, thing I really liked to do. After I went on a first date with a guy, I would send him a Venmo request the next morning for sex plus girlfriend-like experience. Because, like, just in case, you know? Who couldn't use a couple extra bucks? So I. Went out with a guy a few weeks ago and it was like a it was like an okay date. So I I track my dates with my Fitbit usually so that like if my heart rate is really low, I can tell the guy to like pick up the pace a little bit basically. Um he was like a 72 beats per minute. So it was like okay, but not excellent and um he did insist on paying which I thought was nice. And then at the end of the night I think he wanted me to go home with him. And the reason I think this is that he asked me, like, seven or eight times if I would go home with him. But I said no, and then um, I left. And basically, as soon as I left, I got a Venmo request from him, $18 for drinks. Isn't that fucked up? Like, what a fucking douche. I was like, I'm literally leaving you a Yelp review right now. So fucked up. Yeah, I was mad. So then on our second date... um, The same thing happens, more or less, but, uh, well, it wasn't really a date, so it was kind of like he, like, texted me really late on, like, a Friday night, and I used to hold it against guys when it seemed like they only wanted to hang out with me when I was shit-faced, but then I looked at Facebook photos, and I realized I'm actually, like, a lot better looking when I'm really drunk. Like, it just, (laughs) like, works with my coloring, and, like, my capillaries burst in all the right ways, so... I decided I could no longer hold it against them for doing the same thing that I would do. So, we didn't go on another date, but he wanted to go, like, meet up and get a drink at, like, 1 a.m. So, I went, and, um, the same thing happened. Like, he did this time insist on paying, and then I did sleep with him. Because, like, who has $18 to waste on self-respect, you know? So, I, uh, go home with him. Here's the thing. I... I have some, like, sex-related issues. Like, I'm always getting myself in trouble for not taking sex seriously enough, like, while it's happening. But in my defense, I didn't volunteer to be on top, and the potato chips were right there. So, yeah, that's a true story. I did eat during sex, and I did it because I thought it would be funny, and it was. But this guy didn't think so. He was pissed off. He was like, that's fucked up to me. You can't just do that, like, midway through sex. And I was like, yeah, well, how was I supposed to know we were midway through? But seriously, like, girls have no idea how long sex is going to take. And if you wait until they start finishing, like, it is way too late to plausibly fake it. So it would be great to get, like, a one-minute light or something. But anyway, so I had sex with him, and then I left, and he, like, three minutes later, I get a Venmo request from him, 18.50, drinks plus condom, plus potato chips, it's was like, this is fucked up, I was so angry. But at the same time, I had never really like taken a step back to appreciate all of the guys who had treated me to condoms in the past, and potato chips. Um, but I was angry, I was like, what the fuck, I'm like, I fucked this guy, that is 45 seconds of my life, I am never getting back. And he thinks he's gonna charge me for the condom? So I texted him, being like, hey dude, what about the sex? Three minutes later, I get a Venmo request from him. $480, sex plus boyfriend-like experience. Four hundred eighty dollars. Like, what a fucking wage gap. Am I right? <laughs> you stay, you stay. Yay, Jenny Hogan. Can I say, can I say something? Start. Sure. So that was kind of. I like kind of. Pieced together like a bunch of different jokes of mine, and I wasn't sure if it lived, like this if it made sense or if like it sounded like one story or if it was just too all over the place. So I would love feedback on that in particular.
5: Well, it was thematically connected at least through, okay. through dating and stuff, so you didn't really <laughs> totally lose me at least. Um, okay. But uh, your bit about uh, just you just briefly touched on online dating. And I can think of like a zillion and nine things about on, that frustrate me about online dating, and I feel like you could probably take that to some very interesting places, especially with your perspective as a woman.
4: Okay, yeah, yeah. thank you.
6: Um,
7: I, I thought it, it was good, and it, I think it does, like all the bits do like fit together well, but I think, it, and it might just be because you only had four minutes here, mm-hmm. Like it might be good because it felt very much like in a bit and then move into another bit, kind of. Yeah. So like I, I think you could flesh it out a bit more as a story like just give the person like a name like okay. so just the guy yeah. you know it doesn't matter if it's Josh you could even call him Bennett or whatever yeah. but like and I don't I, I think if you just like slowed it down a bit and added a few more like details like that maybe like say where yeah. you went to eat or something just to make yeah. it more like a story it might for me it might flow a bit better okay but they still they do all work together all okay. those jokes yeah I think
8: wait am I on yeah okay cool yeah I think it's solid this is oh, sorry um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I think one thing that does work is like it definitely works as like you're kind of like riffing on an idea, but I, de- I definitely think that uh when you're you're thinking about ways to edit it, it helps to have um uh, segues that that connect the ideas because it sounded like they were like it almost sounded like there were different outings or like he was Renmo re- requesting you at different times. Yeah. Like I just feel like I guess maybe I was like not totally paying absolute full attention or like maybe it was no, the, like having right. yeah. sparse connectives yeah. that like were a little bit misleading and I was wondering because then it would make more sense when you come to the punchlines yeah. or, or if you do want to make it like a whole like little ending with like a bow on it you can talk about because that's what you were kind of doing you were like mentioning Venmo in the beginning and then you brought Venmo back like, if you made yeah. some, some more of a statement, like if you want it to be a story that was, like, complete like that, mm-hmm. make a statement about Venmo and, like, okay. how transactional relationships are. Okay. And then make that statement, and then it comes full circle.
4: That's again. a
7: good
3: Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. Clap wildly for our only lady tonight, Jenny Hogan. All right, your next comedian has a stellar beard, and he's a funny man. Put your hands together. It's John Gallagher!
9: Okay, thank you. Ah, aha. I uh, am sunburned, and that's fun. I, uh, so, I... I'm a little bit late to the gorilla game, but one of the funniest things I love is that the gorilla Harimbi, the guy that was carrying around the baby inside the cage, was executed, and I felt like everybody was really sad about the gorilla uh, being killed, and I thought everybody was kind of on the same page until I remembered that that exact same week was the same week that they started marketing for the new Tarzan movie. And Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for the Tarzan movie, but what it is is it's basically... 30 to 45 seconds, maybe even a minute, of just the big white guy from True Blood squaring off against gorillas in the jungle and then just punching them in the face in like 300 (laughs) slow motion. So it just seems like everybody across the board was like, you know what, we feel bad for this gorilla, but Hollywood's like, you know what, no, fuck that shit. We're going to go punch him in the face. One of the penultimate moments in the trailer is that um, he jumps up in the air, 300 style, to go and meet a gorilla mid-air to assault him. And that's funny for two reasons. One, it's ridiculous. And two, I just like playing out how that would actually happen in real life. It's like one of my favorite things to think about. Man jumps in the air, gorilla jumps in the air, man slaps gorilla, gorilla picks up man and rips him in half. Because a gorilla is the strongest fucking thing in the world. Any gorilla, the weakest gorilla, could take your head and just crush it like a fucking Diet Coke can. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, what is this? I,
3: uh,
9: one, oh, I I'm Oh, I think my new favorite, my least favorite saying right now is, um, where do I know you from? Uh, I was in the, I was behind a guy in a coffee shop yesterday. I've never seen just uh, the biggest piece of shit in the world. up. It's like, you know what? Where do I... Where do I know you from? He just does this to fucking barista. And I'm like, what a f- piece of shit. Because what you're saying is like, eh, why are you unique? What makes you, why does my brain remember this boring face? Why is you, why are you so special for me right now? Dance, monkey. <laughs> dance, monkey dance. Um, <clears throat> that's my least favorite thing. I think men should never say the word cunt you should never say the word cunt. However, if you have an English and Irish accent, you should always say the word cunt. Uh, if you don't say cunt constantly with an accent, I just feel like you are wasting it. I think that's, because it doesn't matter. You don't even need context. I think you just need to say cunt constantly, and with it, it just sounds flowery and amazing, and that's the perfect utilization of the language. I don't know. Um, the one thing I want to see now well, actually, let me talk about this real quick. I found out recently well, one of my friends has an inability to turn down a high five, which is weird. So, like, I mean, he, what, is, what the deal is, it means if, you see, if he sees somebody in his vicinity that just leaves up a high five and then somebody ignores him, he'll go out of his way no matter what he's doing and just hit the high five to make sure that they're not left out. Now, I'm not sure if this guy is the greatest bro in the world. Or just like the weirdest case of like cool guy O C D, you know what I mean? Just like what he does in like if he's ever in a class, he's just like, oh, so many high fives. He's just like, no, we don't do that now. There's just answering there's asking questions. We don't high five all these people, okay? (laughs) Hitler rally. It's like, no. Not the time to high five. After the rally. After the rally is when we high five. After we do the stuff. The cool stuff. Wink. A wink, wink. Hitler. You know what I mean? Todd knows what I'm talking about. I um, uh, think that is. Yeah, for the most part, it's pretty much it. Thanks. Hey,
3: you. You John Gallagher. Bringing back to Hitler jokes. Woo!
6: Yeah, you know. Um, by and large, I uh, liked the cunt joke, but uh, it would have been really great to hear an example. Of, oh sure of what, and it would be really great if you could think of an ex- I can't think of one but of an example in which uh, it could ambiguously be cant or cunt which I imagine is the way British people would pronounce I, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know why it resonated with me that like oh, sure. a British person saying cunt it works right, my yeah. sense is because it sounds like cant or something like that uh, yeah. but if you could find an ambiguous example that would
9: Shh, be fun. you know bro I'm just tapping into the Zeitgeist guys dude you know I was fucking really doing, doing serious work up here uh, no oh, thanks, I appreciate it. All right, cool.
8: Thanks,
3: you guys. are light on comments today. Yeah, John Gallagher. Oh, but no, Todd has something to say.
8: I think that the the gorilla joke is solid. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, with all these things, it helps like kind of crunch it down and try to figure out where you're going with it. I, are you trying to say that the marketing scheme is really retarded or it's really terrible in reference to what had just happened or it's amazing?
9: Well, yeah, no, I, that's the thing. I'm just not. I'm not sure yet. I'm trying to see where I'm at.
8: Okay. Yeah, that's so, I don't know. I like, yeah, I, like I don't exploring know. Exploring Yeah, I don't even really know. Okay. I think it was good. Uh, on the whole, I enjoyed the experience. Thank you for that, John.
3: I like the Hitler joke. All right, bringing Hitler back in a new and fancy, fresh way. John Gallagher, everybody clap. Yay. Wow, you guys are zipping on through today. That's cool. Yeah. All right, your next comedian. Uh, used to have a show here on Mutiny Radio. He wears cool glasses and tells funny jokes. Clap wildly for Todd Farnham!
8: Back, bitches! How are ya? Cool. Um, I was just thinking about how how Father's Day wasn't anywhere near as celebrated as Mother's Day. You notice that? Because, I mean, you just kind of, you know, you just came and mom, and that's it. That's it. What's with our dads? Just coming in our moms, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You know what I'm talking about. It's really just (laughs) celebrating my mom trapping my father. Um, I went. I was back home a couple of weeks ago, and I was thinking, uh, "Oh my God, Mom, you've gotten so weird." Like she, like at what point does is it is it weird to have frozen bacon grease in your oven, in your refrigerator for like over six months? Like, what wh- is that that weird, or is it just my mom being weird? Or like you, people don't freeze milk normally, right? <laughs> That's what I thought so mom's gotten weird. It's like, oh, my God, I haven't you seen you in so long. You've gotten so weird. Until I realized, like, she, was, she unearthed this weird Ziploc bag that had a piece of my hair when it was really blonde. And I was like, you are fucking weird. It's not that you are now. It's that you've just always been. It's just coming out. <laughs> Old ladies, man. Super weird. <laughs> What's with our moms? Letting our dads come them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a, uh, that was terrible. Um, I just want to take a blacklight into my parents' new house. No, I don't. I thought that was funny in my mind. That's just hideous. It's not a new house in general. It's a new house to them, I guess. Imagine taking a blacklight to every bar you go to. That'd be fun. Investigate where you spend your money and time. Okay, cool. Um, Middle school sex is... uh, yeah, I'm not talking about middle school sex, but like sex to a middle schooler is a crazy idea because um, it's just so foreign. You don't really know what's going on with your body at all at that time. And for me personally, when I was younger, I, I, I did think you had to be a certain age to come because I never saw a kid come before. I'd only seen adults come when I watched porno. So I thought that I had like figured out a secret or I was like ahead on my class. Like I wanted to let people know you just keep going and eventually it happens. But no, uh, I think they all figured it out themselves. I don't. Know, when I was when I was younger, I thought that that oral sex was just like talking about sex. And I just like didn't have a good context, good context for what it meant. Uh, the only thing that's really relevant that I want to bring up was there's this girl I uh, uh, who who had her period early, and it was like it was like our first exposure to how horrific sex could be. I think, and we were at the bleachers going to the high school game, and we were you know younger, so. We were just sitting there, and someone was like, hey, Amanda, slide, like, come on over here, and she slid over on the bleachers, and it was just like, pizza sauce, man. And it was that moment that I was like, wow, dude, sex is just this crazy thing you don't know about. I actually, at first, I was like, oh, my God, is she bleeding? Did someone cut her? What's going on? Is she pe- pe- pooping blood? No, it was just vagina. <laughs> um, okay, to your point, I think that, actually, to no one's point that was mentioned, I think we should have R- Yelp reviews of people. I think that that's a brilliant idea because I had this roommate that the world needs to know about. The world needs to be warned about. He is such a fucking terrible human being. When I was in high, when I was in college, he used to he used to grind coffee at eight a.m. and he would take my tapioca pudding. All right, that's just that's where I draw the line. <laughs> he was a piece of shit, but he would fuck his he would cheat on his girlfriend and and fuck this girl Francesca and look me in the eye when he did it. That was, that was probably the weirdest thing you did. That was, I was like, I don't know what you... Do you want my approval, man? It's weird. It was like a dog taking a shit. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Don't. I don't know. That's enough of me. Thanks. Todd Farnham.
3: Yay. The uh, sexual watchdog of college students everywhere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> jenny has got things to say.
4: Um, With, like, the the ice cubes that your mom makes out of, like, bacon grease and, uh, and milk, like, you could have speculated on, like, or why she's freezing the bacon grease. And, like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you could say, like, I love bacon, but I still don't want, like, my water cooled with bacon ice cubes or something. Do you, kno- cubes? do you
3: know, it's not that weird. Do you know why people do that?
8: I do it too, personally, because like it's like really nice Like if you even put it in like a nice Brussels sprouts or like it really spices oh, things no, no. up. But I wanted to say freezing it seems excessive. No, 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 you know no, no. It's mean? not
3: about, it's like just about sure. keeping it all together until you can throw it out. It's that bacon grease, it's like, you can't throw it down the sink and it's hard to dispose of. I mean, I guess you could use uh, paper towels excessively and use them and throw them away. But most people just put it in a coffee can in the freezer because uh, not cause they're going to use it again, just because you wait till the coffee can is full and then you dispose of the entire thing at
8: once. What's something uh, reasonably weird that a mom would do that I could point out as an example.
3: Right. No, I mean, it's, I just a, it's just, a, I mean, maybe <laughs> because I'm 41, that's normal for me. <laughs> I don't know what you guys do. If you just throw your bacon grease down the sink now, if that's just what people do or what.
8: That's a
4: good point. I mean, don't I mean, know. Weird, like, like, oh, that's so nice. Something <laughs> uh, something yeah. weird it's like,
8: like It's like what's creepy without being sad? Like, oh, she yeah. looks out the window longingly for hours a day. It's like your mama's problems. <laughs> okay. I couldn't I, I was really My worried.
3: grandma used to um brush her teeth and wash she actually kind of was in love with baking soda and she would wash her dishes with baking soda like everything was baking soda i don't know if that's weird enough or i don't know what weird mom things but i mean just maybe maybe, she's still, right, maybe she still right maybe she still draws on your underwear or she, yeah. she still puts your name uh, uh, maybe she still writes your name on your underwear and she follows you around or something and
10: i don't
5: know. Um, I uh, I like how you called porn porno. That's uh, it feels like something I would do so maybe it was a little bit of a personal thing but <laughs> <laughs> Um I, my my favorite thing though was how I don't know if you planned this but you, you doubled down on the um the, what's with our dad's coming in our mom's just I feel like every time something doesn't work for you just like go back to it to a joke that didn't work and just like I I don't know, but from me personally, when, when someone repeats a, d- a dumb joke, it makes it even funnier. So yeah, that's that's my take.
8: Interesting. I kind of <laughs> like that. It's like unearthing the Trevor treasure trove of failures, basically. I like it.
7: Um, I was just did you know, there was actually an attempt to make a Yelp for people. Oh right. Uh, yeah yeah, they tried to, and they got so much bad press because you could just review, you could put anyone's name and picture on this thing and just say like they're a shitty person, and it got so much bad press that I think the company like folded But um, just if you want to look that up and add it into your act or something, I don't know. But someone tried to make it and it failed miserably.
8: Yeah, I guess that's true because no one wants to give just like a lukewarm review. John is a nice neighbor. Yeah, it's either
7: excellent or miserable.
8: That's true. That's like why Yelp's taking a shit. All right, anything else? That's all? Thank you, guys.
3: Yay, Todd Barnum, yay! (laughs) Clapping wildly for Todd Barnum, hooray! All right, your next comedian. uh, super funny guy. Does uh, has been really working on his uh, a lot of his impressions, and you guys are going to enjoy him right now. Put your hands together. It's Stefan Massey.
2: Hey
5: guys. Uh, so I recently went about two weeks without drinking. I'd been abusing the sauce a little more than I usually do and I wanted to give myself a little bit of a reboot. Uh, And after getting to be sober around a fair number of people who were being their drunken selves around me, uh, I think I mainly want to stay away from alcohol in social situations. I feel like I'll regret fewer things and it helps me to be more of a judgy asshole, which can only be a good thing for my comedy. Uh, And on that note, um, I do feel like a big part of the reason I fit in as well as I do in the comedy scene, or at least more welcomed and at ease around comedians than I ever have anyone else. Um, I just think comedians allow for dickishness in a way that no one else does. Uh, In this room and in the Facebook group, I've seen people with the dimmest views of humanity this side of a nihilism convention. Uh, I once told someone that comedians give me permission to be my worst self, and I can't even do that around my family. Do you know how freeing it is to just be the asshole I'm constantly keeping in check at any other time of the day? Uh, (laughs) I love comedy, but uh, to a certain degree, I feel like uh, this iteration of the art form such as it is, is being outsourced, and I don't mean that in the sense of having places you can call in and get a dick joke told to you by someone in India. Uh, No, it just feels like all my favorite comedians are online now. Uh, writing their jokes on Twitter or Tumblr and the internet just gets together and decides which of them is the best. And, personally, I don't see that as a bad thing. The art form's evolving, we just have to learn to change with it. And, as someone who relishes a good deal of me-time throughout the day, I'm all smiles when I think about a future where I get to do all my funny-making from the comfort of my overpriced hovel with my Google Fiber internet connection. Ten, twenty years from now, everything's gonna be Vines, viral videos, and Netflix specials. Alright, uh... So I know I talk about this a lot, but it really does feel like every white guy who gets to know me becomes unnaturally concerned with why I haven't fucked yet. Uh, To the point where I was hanging out with this dude, and he just started running down a laundry list of all my charming qualities. I know for a fact I've heard at least twice before... I mean, I have to live with being me, so I guess it's natural that I would get quickly bored of uh, the topic, but all the same, I don't really get how my sexlessness can hold such lasting intrigue for so many people throughout the years. It just feels like there's so many more interesting topics uh, we could chat about. Game of Thrones, (laughs) dogs, this election, documentaries about fonts, certain types of mold, (laughs) <laughs> all right. All right. That's all I got. Devin, Mazzy, with short set tonight.
3: Didn't even get honked.
5: No honk. I uh, never get honked. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
0: Love that. Thank you. Um, one thing. So the, just the things at the top. Obviously, this is a room of all comics, but yeah. you can't really bring too many comedy thoughts to a room that isn't full of comics because yeah. they don't give a shit or know what you're talking about. Just to look out for. Also... In the sexlessness bit, um, unless you're going to address why it's white guys, I don't think it's necessarily relevant that it's
5: white guys, and it just kind of dangles that out there. Okay, I have like three other bits where I talk about how white guys are always telling me like they're shocked that I've never had sex, uh, and I I honestly don't know why it is personally, but that's just how it's always been. White guys in particular? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe you just don't have black friends. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> um, and then at the end, all those examples you use, Game of Thrones, documentaries, I, is, is, are, you, are you going for like the fact that you're interested in those things is maybe why you haven't had sex? Because <laughs> if you wrap that... Wrap that up You say all those things And you're like The things I'm into Oh maybe that's why I haven't had sex I
5: wasn't what I was I was going for like Things that are like Most interesting to people To least interesting Just in general That was my line of thought Yeah It's another path Sure yeah That's good too
11: Uh, Latin Americans would also be very intrigued on why you're not having sex while we're on the subject. But as far as tying that in, like, you know, it seemed to me you were giving a list, like, you know, there's so many other subjects to talk about. Yeah. I thought you were getting, like, a nerdier, a nerdier list to be like. (laughs) But also, like, with Game of Thrones to tie in, I mean, Game of Thrones, they have major sexless characters uh, who are very prominent with, you you know, you can tie that in in some way. Like. You know, I thought that's where you're going, actually, when you said, like Game of Thrones, where they had the eunuch, who's one of the most powerful members of the, you know...
3: That's, that's good. And okay. and their and their little man, <laughs> their 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 little person has more sex than anybody.
5: Who has more sex? than The him? little guy, the oh, Peter Dinklage the character. Karrion,
3: yeah. He he's a he fucks like a maniac.
5: So that's the whores though. No. Right. Well, they there's nothing f-
3: wrong with there's nothing oh, oh, wrong with whores. <laughs> Correct. And and you know what? There's nothing wrong with paying for sex. Not everybody can. You know, a lot of people just take a girl I'm out not to dinner. Saying
5: I'm like above that. I just feel I don't know. <laughs> well, to to finish my thought,
11: there's an actual eunuch who's who's a very powerful character. Right. And a guy who got Varys. his dick chopped off. Yeah, yeah.
3: Seems Varys. And and that and that is uh, Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy got his dick chopped off, and um, yeah, yeah. varies is shut the. Up.
8: Okay. The only real thing I do want to say is like, I don't think you should call yourself an asshole on stage necessarily. I think that that's like a dangerous thing to do. Maybe because you want the audience to be on your side. So I mean, just like a, as a general point, uh, unless you. I don't know, unless you have a really clever angle to sort of, like, slip it in there. Um,
12: I don't know, I just watch out for that. I don't
5: know, you know much about slipping things in, man. Ah! ah, ah.
3: Touche. <laughs>
12: <laughs> but also, yeah, your comedy is pretty nice. Like, the way you go, the, your, the jokes you tell, and, like, even though your intonation in the voice, you seem like a very ni- genuinely nice person. So when you said you were an asshole, like, that didn't super read to me. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay, cool. Thanks. Yay, seven Matthews! Yay! Well, you guys really want to get everybody up tonight. This is really nice. I haven't had to honk people, and uh, we're getting, we're doing it short, keeping it terse. All right, your next comedian, another bearded fellow with funny things to say. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Hey
7: guys. Um, say what you want about Canada. Uh, yeah, no. Just say what you want. Like are they're, they're, they're army, shit, guys. They got they got nothing on us. Um, d- Canada is changing their uh, national anthem so to remove all gender p- gender specific pronouns. Uh, they're doing that, you know. They're they're striving. This current government uh, is striving to achieve gender equality, and they're doing this because Canadians are pussies. Um, <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that joke, but fine. No, I us care. Um, I, I had a weird experience the other day. Um, I, uh, I was in, like, a comedy competition, right? And and I got knocked out in the first round. And, I, and, and it, it, it kind of uh, – uh, something kind of stuck a thorn in my paw. It kind of bugged me because when, when I do comedy, like, I try to do, you know, satire, politically-minded stuff. I try to enlighten the world. You know, I think – I think what well, we have on stage, you know, it's short time, so you might as well make it worth worth your while, you know, just have something to say, right? And so I, I come up with my well thought out ideas and and plans and you know logic and stuff. And then the, and then the woman who who knocked me out of this comedy competition, uh, she was in her late 40s, and she just came up and talked about wanting to bang all the people of the opposite sex who are half her age, and bodily functions. Which, which, kind of, which kind of bugged me, like, a little bit, just because, you know, I'm trying. And so I, I've... Uh, which, which, no, no, but I think, one, it's a, double, it's a double standard, right? Because she goes up on stage and then talks about wanting to have sex with people half her age of the opposite sex, and she wins a comedy competition. When I do that, I get a lifetime ban from Isabel Jackson Elementary School. Okay, that's, yeah, yeah. But, but also, it's, it's, I think I just need to make myself more marketable. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna try just talking about some body humor here um and maybe try to implement some ideas into it uh and we'll see I'll, I'll try to bring a bit more energy you know a bit more let's let's just see how this goes oh yeah hey guys how's it going what have you guys ever heard of a fart what what do you know what a fart is high five oh uh, do you guys fart you know what farting is farting let me tell you what farting is farting is a lot like the israel-palestine conflict okay guys because the fart you know it was in the anus first i think it's forced out by the shit into your underpants, into, into territory that I didn't want to be part of, and then just when it thinks it's like left alone there sometimes, the shit just comes out and just takes all of the farts territory. Oh, farts, guys, what? Uh, what? Oh, you know, people shit, and they fart, and they smell. No, is that not, no, don't mix ideas. <laughs> Body humor not working. It's fine. Yeah. The, the fart is free. It's okay. Yeah, the the fart is free. Fart is well, free. not not. Shit not uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. What do you guys what do you guys think about um I, I think it, it's have you guys seen all these um have you guys seen all the flags around the city right now? All the flags around the city are at half-mast. Um and I think it's, you know, it's it's a, a nice gesture, but then again, it was just a basketball game. Like let's <laughs> Let's, you know, it's not that big of a deal, no. I, I think, I think, the, no, it, it's a horrible joke. It's, it's the, the flags are all at half mast and it's getting depressing. And I think what we either need to do uh, as a nation is pass some gun reform, you know, gun control laws, or we need to make uh, double the size flagpoles because just so we can leave them at half mass but they still fly high, you know, guys. Because <laughs> that's it's just getting depressing. This low down flags, right? That way it's best of both worlds. It's still respectful, uh, but <laughs> but the flags also fly high. Uh, I don't know. I um uh, did you guys did you guys hear that meatloaf collapsed recently? Yeah, Meatloaf collapsed on stage, uh, and I'm shocked someone with the name Meatloaf would have health problems uh, said no one ever. That was, oh, uh, man. Yeah, thanks. All, all I did with that little laugh. Okay, thanks, guys.
3: Ian Levy. And uh, a fart is just a turd honking for passage. That's all it is. It's just a honk. And, and, and the other thing about when you said, you kept saying body, I thought you meant B-A-W-D-Y as opposed to B-O-D-Y. <laughs> uh, but then it was a body joke, like it was a poop joke. Yeah, yeah. So but I was confused in the beginning because you prefaced it with her talking about sex. And so when you said body, it's my own. No one else is going to think that way because no one else thinks of the word B-A-W-D-Y. Just me, but.
12: You're <laughs> That's true. Anyways, so I thought, I thought the punchline was the... Um, with the woman who talks about 40, having sex with half her age and she, whatever, One's a comedy competition and the other one it's, you get banned from an elementary yeah. school. I think that was really funny, but I think there was a lot of stuff before it that where it, it, a lot of that wasn't really punch lines or... Yeah, you know. yeah.
7: No, that makes sense. Just talking about it, you're a real... No.
3: You you just giving us the background on that shitty comedy machine that the, they do at the Spice Monkey that you never get paid for yeah, even though it was, it's sold it was out. Com-
7: it wasn't the comedy machine. It was. At it the, was at Purple
3: Kells. Y- Purple Yeah yeah, Onion. yeah
7: which is the, actually Kelly was really nice. So well was- no
3: no it's not that they're not nice. It's mm-hmm. that I'm just saying the one at Spice Monkey. Every time I've been there, there've been 72 people in the audience and I've never gotten a penny. And last mm-hmm. week I was at one and he tried to make me pay for my goddamn drink and I was so fucking pissed. I'm like I come over here from fucking San Francisco and you make me pay four dollars for a shitty glass of wine. Fuck you. I'm just saying to every everybody the spice monkey will never pay you and it will be full audiences and you will see that they all pay $15 at the door and you won't get a penny and if that bothers any of you being used for your art then don't go there just my little slice of the pie just just try the thing is we all let everybody use us all the time because we get to we want to perform so bad that we'll do it for free we all have to stop doing that because somebody's making the money and it's not us amen Matthew Cork has things to say
11: Yeah, now I want to talk about uh, unfair labor practices to us (laughs) shitty little comics here doing our little thing. Um, I was going to say, I think there's a lot more material between that, like, you know, the double standard. Like, she can talk about, you know, if I talk about penis jokes, I'm just another jerk, you know. But she talks about her vagina jokes, and you know, like, I think there's more material in that, like the idea of a double standard that she gets to tell fart jokes and you're trying to tell highbrow jokes, you know.
7: Yeah, I, th- I think what I – I don't know. To me, the idea is funny. I guess it clearly didn't work very well, but about just taking something stupid, like – because it doesn't have to be about farts yeah. and then it, making it about the Israeli, yeah. you know, Palestine. Like, it, it could be anything serious with but, anything stupid. No, I'm saying just in general, but, uh, the difference
11: – like, the difference in, like, a there is, a, you know, the idea of a double standard and where yeah, it could go. From I there. I think there's a lot guess, of material in yeah, there. Yeah,
7: that wasn't – I to me, that was almost just like a side bit. That was more – that wasn't what I was – the crux of what I was going for, um, but yeah. I like that punchline on um, the end
10: of that. I thought it was good. It was, yeah, it was just too much buildup before. And the half mass thing, that's funny. The rest of it after that, uh, it, it didn't work, but, it, you know, there was, there was no,
5: okay. Right, the
3: flying, that the p- pull has to be twice as high for it to fly high. I wasn't getting it either. Yeah, like, really <laughs> Unless, unless you put something in there about, like, your freak flag flying high or the gay flags at half mast although that's kind of sad cuz all the 50 all the Yeah, died, it wasn't so. uh,
7: yeah, I guess yeah, I, I don't know if that's, that's It's hard to make difficult. it funny,
3: but the thing about the warriors was very funny. But unfortunately, it's only going to last for 3 days cuz everyone forgets and moves <laughs> on to the next sport. I'm sorry, everyone's going to be like, hey, "Look, Pam, the Giants of are good us, now."
7: Some of us aren't Fairweather fans, okay? Right? <laughs> I will never forget the warriors. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but um, sh- never forget, haha. <laughs> 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 Okay. Anyone else? Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off in the middle of your set, but I, it does bother me about competitions. Oh, no, competitions. it's all good. Yeah. And doesn't, doesn't that, because we still have time on your thing, doesn't that comedy machine bother you? Like, I I've don't never, know. I've never done You've the never comedy done machine. You've never done it before. So i don't. it It a lot sounds like a,
7: a bum deal, though.
3: Well, it's just, I don't know. I just wonder what people think about, like, I just, all these competitions now, it's like, oh, so you brought all, you did a bringer show and your friends clap for you and you win. Now. I don't know. I just, like, how does one make it, like, a, like a true valuation of one's comedy when compared I, against another's, I don't know. I just well, don't. Well, yeah, because it, like it. you
7: know it doesn't really work. Like you wouldn't have competitive painting or something, so right. it doesn't. It just doesn't really work the same way at, like a competition. Yeah, agreed. Yeah.
3: Well, yay for Ian Levy! You should have uh, won, thanks, Ian guys. Levy! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Todd Barnum. See you later. Your next comedian, haven't seen him around in a while. He has been co-producing shows at the Brainwash, among other places. Put your hands together right now for Sanjanova.
13: What's up, guys? How are you doing? I, gotta, I wish I could get the energy back up in this room, but I don't think I'm good enough to do that at all. Uh, so I'll just start with some jokes. I'm thinking about quitting my job and working full-time as an Uber driver, you know? So when people see me, they're like, that guy is going places, Uh you know, uh, what else? I don't have a car, which might be, (laughs) might be a problem, but I am, uh, so I walk everywhere and the drivers in the city really just don't care like about any, they just don't follow any rules, you know, like I'm a pedestrian, pedestrians get right away, but that's kind of useless, you know, if drivers just ignore it, that basically just means that If I get run over, it's not my fault, you know? That's what right away means for me. Uh, I have a lot of Mexican friends and uh, Mexicans are traditional Catholics. Uh, Traditional Catholics don't believe in birth control, you know, that's why whenever I see, I'm walking down the street and I see a Mexican couple with nine kids, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you know? Because they've only had sex nine times, you know? That's not enough, that's wrong. You know, nine kids isn't even a lot. 12 kids is a lot. You know, I know a Mormon guy who has 12 kids. Two per wife. You know, that's, that's how they get down in Utah, guys. That is how they get down in Utah. What else can I talk about? I think it's funny that people say that vaping is gay. Right? Because all the gays I know do hard drugs. You know what's gay? You know what's a gay drug? PCP. Ecstasy. Every time I go to a gay party, I almost die, guys. All right, I wake up like three years later. Like I went to a gay party in 2011. When I woke up, gay marriage was legal, guys. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <sighs> I really like art history, uh, but in college I was an economics major because I like sleeping indoors. You know, it's really hard to make a living off his- art history. Art history is very difficult. That's why I think that whenever people are art majors or art history majors and they complain about unemployment. I just have no sympathy, you know? It's like, but I liked art history. It's like, I like masturbating. I didn't take out a loan to major in that for four years. You know, come on, let's be real here. Not gonna do that. A wise man once said that dog is man's best friend. Guys, I have news for you. If your best friend is a dog, you're a loser, you know? Your best friend should not be a dog. I think if that's the case, your dog doesn't even like you. I think that's the case. Let's see. What else can I talk about? I think that people who have kids are like vegans. You know? They think we care, but we don't at all. (sighs) What do you guys want? (laughs) What do you you guys want from me, huh? Uh, You could tell a lot about a guy from what he names his pets. You know? Like, usually I say ladies. You could tell a lot about lady. You can tell a lot about a guy from... Oh, ladies. Sorry, Pam. From what he names his pets, like, I have a friend who named his dog, Woman, you know? And he has a woman in his basement, so. <sighs> this is rough. This is so rough, guys. You guys ever so hungry you eat Jack in the Box? Yeah. Yeah? I feel like they, like their whole business plan is that they're just open late. Like that's it, <laughs> they just have shitty food, right? Like that's their slogan, like Jack in the Box, you know? When you're out of options, like that's all I feel like that's the whole slogan for Jack in the box. It's crazy. Thank you, Pam Uh, What else can I talk about? You guys ever stuck in traffic and you think there must be like an accident up ahead But then when you get up, it's just an idiot That ever happened to you All the time, all the time? All the time. Yeah, man, <laughs> it sucks. They just don't know what they're doing uh, All right, I want to just try one more joke Uh, if you live in San Francisco, you've seen a lot of Asian ladies picking up cans and stuff like that. Uh, I once asked an Asian lady for a quarter and she gave me five cans. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
6: Sanj, Noah, comments. Um, I might, uh, on the Jack in the Box thing, which I thought was funny, um, the, at the end you did this like little jingle version of something i think it might have been funnier if you had been like something like a board meeting type voice just be like yeah jack i'm like go fuck yourself what else are you gonna do something along those lines make it a little bit more reference all right cool man john um i thought i think in the dog
14: joke i think the big punchline that you should get to is like if you um if your best friend is a dog, then that dog probably doesn't even like you. I feel like you like.
13: That you. was funnier than than you're a loser. Your dog doesn't even like you. Okay. Yeah, I think
14: that's punchier. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Go there. Okay. Cool. Okay.
10: Your best friend, but he's not. You're not his best friend. Dog likes his neighbor's dog better. Yeah. Find microphones, you guys, otherwise it's stupid because
13: we're on air. Awesome. Yeah, I got that thanks Uh, Joey do you have anything to say anyone over here with this Uh, microphone
0: yeah I mean I, I, I just kind of agree with what they're saying like I know I find myself a lot of times when I write a joke you think that flipping it like you're a loser is gonna get people but I think it's just too predictable Yeah. so coming up with some twist on that I think that that's a great thing to call out it's a really good premise but you'll need to you know get something a little punchy
13: like an unpredictable twist yeah More. it doesn't have
0: to be out of the box but it's just i i haven't had much success with just telling people you're a fucking loser yeah, yeah. <laughs>
13: yeah. all right all right thanks so much yeah. thank you guys so much yeah.
3: all right moving on down the list real quick it's great next comedian super funny guy Makes us laugh all the time. Put your hands together for Joey Avery. What is up? All right, you guys.
0: Um, You guys might not know this about me, but uh, I like to party. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Uh, No, I, I don't know why it's the douchiest thing in the world to say, but I actually enjoy... I enjoy partying. I like it. I like having a good time. One of my favorite things to do is actually, I genuinely enjoy getting dressed up to party. Right? Like, I'm that guy. I know that's not a popular thing, but, like, my favorite outfit in the world, I have this beautiful pink jacket with teal accents and a teal fanny pack, and when I get to wear that, I'm very happy. But I think what people don't understand about that is that's a high risk reward like dressing up for a party or right? the reward is if it goes well I'm going to have so much more fun in that ridiculous outfit. But if it doesn't go well, it's a fucking disaster. Okay? There is nothing worse in this world than a sad man in a happy jacket. Okay? You can't let that happen to you. That is the worst thing That can happen. So it's a risk every time I go out. If I wear that, I better make sure I don't get in a fight with anyone. I don't get any bad news. Like, imagine if I was at a roller disco and I got the fucking call, right? I'm wearing my jacket. I get the call. Something bad has happened to one of my family members and I'm on fucking wheels. Okay? What am I going to do? Like, put my toe stop around and, like, slowly spin in that circle. Like, no, I'm going to be right there. And then keep, you can't do that. I think that's why clowns are so terrifying to people, right? Because the happiness threshold is too high, right? Clowns are either super happy, they're cheering children up, or they're killing bitches, all right? Those are the two things that clowns can do. They can make you happy or go on a tyrannical serial-killing rampage. Um, I think that's why old people don't like to wear fun clothes because, like, once you get to a certain age, something bad could happen at any minute. (laughs) You know, if you're over 80 and you're with 10 of your friends playing bridge or cribbage or whatever, one of them might go, you know, like you got to stick to earth tones and theater caps. Okay. Cause you never fucking know. That's why it's the only generation that wears burgundy, right? It's just a, just a very safe color. Um, What's the end of that joke? Oh yeah. So, that's why that's why I'm always really excited when I see old people wearing fun clothes because that's a risk in the face of danger. Okay? Like I went to see I went to some DJ event where like the median age of this thing is 26 or 39 for white dudes with dreads, but it was still a pretty young crowd and I looked over and there was an 85-year-old man there raging listening to music talking to girls wearing a colorful jumpsuit and a metallic silver hat and I looked at him and I was like this guy is my hero all right this guy is defying every single stereotype in the game and then I looked over at him again and he'd fallen asleep and I was like ah never mind can't beat the game can you Harold fuck you even rave grandpas need naps all right you can't completely beat the game." God, I just hope I'm cool when I'm old, you know? You gotta keep it together, it's, it's impressive. I'm 25 now, I was actually at, at work and I told a friend of mine that, and he's like, yeah, it sucks, it's the last good birthday. I was like, what? I was like, why is that? He's like, well, you can rent a car. I was like, really? Is that the pinnacle of life, being able to acquire a Chevy Malibu in all 50 states? That's what we've been working towards? <laughs> I was like, fuck that, all right? I think 52 is going to be my best birthday, okay? Maybe I'll have a good job, have some money, maybe a nice, like, wispy streak of gray. And it's probably the next time that I'll be dating a girl the same age as the one I'm with now. So, <laughs> I hope that's not true, but society tells me probably is. Um, I don't know. You get old, you have to learn to accept change. That's why I'm going to get an internship with a homeless man, because... Nobody knows how to accept change like them, huh? Okay. Yeah, all right. That's it. Thank you. Uh,
5: Joey Avery bit at the beginning with uh, your your crazy party outfit was was good but mm-hmm. all you said was that it was teal accented yes yeah but so give us more like the more oh, yeah. okay. description <laughs> you're to
0: hear more about the jacket
5: uh, it's, it's i didn't even catch that it was a jacket
0: it's a, oh I, it's a pink jacket uh-huh. with teal accents uh-huh like interior, and there's like, or oh it's got teal and white kind of like uh, shoulder wings <laughs> with like an '80s kind of African workout pattern. What? Yeah, it's a fucking cool, Jack. What,
5: what even is that? <laughs>
0: uh, it's. it's
5: uh, yes, I.
0: I took some liberty with that description. It's. <laughs> it's it's very '80s. It's got kind of like a squiggly. I'll show you a picture. Uh, Okay. I got it in Africa, actually. Just, yeah, so just, like, it, might be it, like, the
5: more you say about it, the more ridiculous it sounds. So just, like, yeah. give us as much detail as you possibly can I'll on that. Get into
0: that. I'll get in the outfit for sure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Any, anything else and people want to hear more about the, the threads? <laughs>
11: I thought it was a really good uh, set and I like the stuff about the old guy at the party as the oldest guy in this room. Yeah. I'm I'm, like holding on for a nap before I go up there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I have a couple of ruffled shirts that know exactly how your jacket feels. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys.
3: Yay! Joey Avery, always funny. We are not, we're not very helpful today. It's because uh, Stephanie Silverman isn't here and she's always very helpful and attentive. Yeah, it's like, yeah, anyways, it is what it is. what it is. All right, moving on to our next comedian, everybody clap your hands together, for Omar Cresci.
14: All
6: right, good to be here. I um, went to a bunch of college graduations recently. Um, I don't know, I was at the University of Missouri, and uh, this guy graduated with a double major in interdisciplinary studies and general studies. Like, here's a guy who doesn't want to get pinned down, you know? He's like, I don't want to just be around. I don't want to nail it. It's a BS and undisclosed. Hmm. I don't know. It, it, to me, I don't know. I, I don't understand why, why you would do something like that. The reason why I don't understand why you would do something like that is because you really can't have two majors in unemployable. You know what I mean? You can only... That's a one major you fucked up once. That's a communications, that's it. You can't double down in other stuff. I think Joey majored in communication. <laughs> I don't mean to insult you, Joey. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you seem fine. You yeah. seem good. You seem like a successful white guy. I, I don't feel bad. Uh, you know, i I gotta be honest with you. I eat meat. I have no qualms with that. Except I do feel guilty whenever I see like a sign that says cruelty-free, I'm like, you still killed it. It's not totally cruelty-free. Can you imagine if you have like a school and it was like, uh, it's a cruelty-free school. We just kill them in the morning. It's done, that's it, the lives are over. Like if if cows could talk and you're like, isn't this cruelty-free? It's like everyone I love is dead, okay? I know no one in this world. That's what we're doing. I don't know, I I don't like the way you looked at that joke, man. (laughs) You look like you don't eat meat and it's just like yeah that's right meat is cruelty you know good good I by the way when I said I eat meat it's like a euphemism I literally eat meat a lot of people I said that one time just in casual conversation I was like dude I had no idea you were gay I'm like look if I were gay that's definitely not how I would say it I wouldn't say some disgusting shit like I eat meat it was a self respect I don't know I think now is probably an appropriate time to talk about midgets mostly I think it's weird that we call them midgets I feel like that seems like such a hateful word. But like uh, the politically correct term isn't that. The politically correct term is little people, which is not better. Like You're not a person, just a little person. That seems hurtful to me. And like the alternative to that, does anyone know the alternative to that? It's dwarf. Not a fucking extra on Lord of the Rings. I'm not gonna call a grown-ass man a dwarf. I feel like calling a midget a dwarf is like the equivalent of calling a gay person an elf. Sure, it's the closest thing you're gonna get in the world of J.R.R. Tolkien. Not close enough, though. You know, it's not. Still, still not there. I don't know. I don't know. I. I. Um, I've been having some difficulties recently um, in that I. I like, sing rap songs out loud. That's a hard thing to do. Like, it would be worse if I were white, to be sure. But, but for me, it seems it seems a little off. Like, for example, one of my favorite lyrics, right, from 99 Problems by Jay-Z, it's I am past the bar, but I know a little bit enough that you want to legally search my shit. I'm like, Jay-Z, you're black. They kill black people. It's not, it seems like a little overconfident for him to run around saying, like, my Fourth Amendment, right, you might die tonight. Like, that's a big, it's a big risk. Like, I know this is the response I would expect to get, right? Like, come on, that's fucked up, right? But, like, let's say John and I. Opened up a daycare together, right? Actually, you probably shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I should instead say this. Um, uh, my grandmother beat cancer recently. <laughs> Similar topic, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, she beat cancer recently. Uh, and you know what people kept saying to her afterwards, which I thought was really nice? It was like, uh, you're so brave and you're so courageous. Which I thought was great. But kind of a weird thing to say. Like if your grandma died of cancer, I wouldn't be like, wow, what a pussy. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe there's something more to it. Anyways, thanks so much, guys. It's my time.
3: Yay! You are crushy here on the joke hey, uh,
11: On that last one, for the brave, you should say coward, not pussy. Like, I didn't realize your mother was such a
5: coward. Or, so, you know, yeah. in my opinion.
10: Yeah.
5: <laughs> um, the, uh, the bit about a uh, meat eater, that was, that was good. Um, but, you know, an, a euphemism for people to you know, eat pussy is, you know, pink taco eater. So, like, not only is that, like, them just immediately... I've what? It's a, bit, it's a bit mouthy for a nickname. Okay, taco. But- <laughs> <laughs> pink
6: taco... No, people say that?
5: Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Some people are backing up on this. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. So, I mean, just the fact that it's also factually inaccurate, there could be something else there.
6: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, midgets and dwarfs have a different condition, right? Aren't, oh. isn't, I thought dwarf was a different thing. Dwarfism
10: is different than midgets. Yeah, we heard midgets. As, midget, midget, as the shortest. Midget, she's just really short. Um, She's below the
11: the height limit. My has, oh. <laughs> as the shortest two people in the room. Oh, go ahead, you. Uh,
10: Yes, there is a distinction between midget and dwarf. Dwarf is a syndrome. Midgets are just tiny people. They're perfectly proportioned. They just happen to be smaller than everyone else. They're 4'8 and shorter Perfect. midgets. Like are like aliens and shit. Dwarfs, are, it's, it's a different thing. A, yeah. Yeah. Look so, it up. Fucking Google
0: I, it, I'd, I'd check into that because that, that kind of underwrites the premise a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
12: I think a large majority of midgets, though, will have dwarfs. Like, when you think of, when you think of dwar- uh, like, midgets, you're thinking of, you normally think of people with dwarfism rather than just really short people, you know? Because you were thinking of the people with the, you know, the heads, the, you know what I'm talking about? It's called dwarfism. Yeah, people with dwarfism, <laughs> you know? When, we, when you say midget, you think of people oh, with know. dwarfism. Yeah. So there's that.
6: So, so would you change the joke now?
12: I mean, I, I personally think it's fine, but other people disagree. Okay. I think tall people think it's
11: fine. I think short people <laughs> are uh,
12: all bunched
6: up
3: about it. <laughs> Got their tiny little pants in the twist. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Omar, Kreshi, <clears throat> Ashton, Tate. See he here? I don't see him. I oh, no,
6: yeah.
3: Oh, he's right there? Is he outside? He's up next. He, someone else signed him up, so I don't even know if he knows it's his turn or what's happening. All right, everybody. Put your hands together for your next comedian. Is he coming in? Is this happening? I can't see anything. Ashton He's not here, he's not here. He's not here, okay. And either it's Jesse Warren? All right. Hey, guys. Don't have people sign you up if you're not gonna come. Our next comedian is Arjun
12: Banerjee. Ban- Banerjee, yay! Thanks, Pam. All right. Hello again, everybody. So um, my girlfriend broke up with me yesterday, uh, which was not great. And it wasn't my dirtiness. Like she, didn't, like she would often ask me, like, hey, when's the last time you showered? And I would be like, two days ago. And, you know, her her, 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 yeah, yeah, Wildebeest, you get me. Yeah. Anyways, she would be, I would be like, two days ago, and she would, you know, she'd be upset, but that wasn't what got her. It was the constant, it wasn't my dirtiness, it was the constant lying that got her. Like, she would ask me, when was the last time you showered? And I would say, two days ago, <laughs> which was a lie, it was about a week ago. I don't shower as much as I should for someone who owns a shower. Um... Anyways, the other day I saw a porn that said, uh, four black dudes gang bang one white girl. And I was like, that's fucked up. What, four black dudes together is all of a sudden a gang? <laughs> what, what, is four Mexicans on one girl a mariachi bang? Is <laughs> three Asian dudes and two white guys with man buns a tech startup bang? Damn. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm going to workshop those, all of those. So if you think of any, make those your notes to me. (laughs) Anyways, um, so as I said, my girlfriend broke up with me. Uh, She used to give advice to her friends when they got broken up. Just go be a hoe, but I'm a dude, and that doesn't super apply to me, so I'm just going to go find a hoe, and then literally yesterday, right after we had broken up, I talked to someone, and she was like, yeah, my first sexual experience was in an orgy, to which I was like, this is a great conversation. Um, but she was like, yeah, there were four girls and one guy, and I'm like, that's not an orgy. When there are four girls and one guy, that's a 5 sum. Okay. I didn't think that was funny either. Uh, she didn't think it was funny. Um, yeah. Okay. Show me pictures. And I've got a feeling I'm misreading that. That's, I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. Uh, I think I'm jealous of religious people because Pray Away the Gay Camp seemed like a great place to get laid. Um, oh, Ash and Tate, how you doing? Um, well, I'm still really proud of the mariachi bang joke. (laughs) Uh, I will keep going. I will keep going. So, uh, I wrote the joke a week ago when I was still with my girlfriend, so she was out of town studying abroad, so, you know. Anyways, she said I was allowed to have sex with men because she made the rules and I didn't. Um... And so she, yeah. So I fired up Grinder. I installed Grinder on my phone. At eleven forty, I had Grinder all up. At Eleven forty three, I had my picture up, shirtless, uh, faceless pic. You know, anonym, 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 anonymousness. Ah, uh, fuck. Still, I've been telling that joke for a week. Still can't say anonymity. 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 Anyways. Anyways, 11:43 had my, as I said, I had my profile picture up. 11:45 I got my very first message, which was, "Hey, got a face pic." At 11:46, I send my very first message, which is a picture of my beautiful face. At 11:47, he disconnects from the chat. At 11:48, I uninstall Grinder, cause fuck that shit. At 11:49, I text my girlfriend, "Do you think I'm attractive?" Ex-girlfriend, I guess. At 11.51, she texts back, I think you're tall. So that's why we're separated now, (laughs) I would say. And uh, that's it.
3: Arjun Banerjee (laughs) in his anonymity. Anonymity. Yeah, there it is. All right, comments. Do we like his anonymity?
5: Uh I like that you use the term separation to, to describe the, the state of you and your uh, ex I just like I don't know if if I don't know how uh, painful it was for you but uh no okay cool so yeah just like describe it in the most serious terms you can just act like it was meant more to you than it did I don't know I think I think uh um acting anguished is always funny to me <laughs>
3: Acting anguished about his breakup?
5: About Yeah, I mean, yeah. just people like... Uh, well,
12: why would I do comedy if I wanted <laughs> to relive my feelings of anguish, right? Rather than escape them. There huh? you go.
5: Oh. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, so just act like it's like it was more than it was.
3: <laughs> don't the that. fivesome was a funny joke that I don't think anybody <laughs> gave you credit for. I liked that one. That, I mean, there is a double standard on that, that if it's four girls and a guy, it's, not, it's, not a, it's definitely not a gang. It's not an orgy or a gangbang.
5: Yeah, I don't have any suggestions for the metaphors you were doing with that, but those were all great. But again, I was the only one laughing, so.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think if man bun would have flown out of your mouth a little easier, people would have done the tech startup laugh. Okay. But I don't know, maybe tech startup's just too hard to say. Um, What's like another, maybe just startup. You don't even have to say tech. Yeah. You could just say startup. Yeah, Yeah. because it's the the man bun. It's not the Asian that's funny in that joke. It's the man bun.
12: Okay, four guys with man buns to start up bang.
3: Right, four guys with a man or or um. I mean, it depends how you're. It's like you know, like an Indian guy. Yeah, an Indian guy. What do you call What do you call an Indian guy? A Chinese, you know, and a and a and a man bun.
12: They walk into a
3: bun. Yeah, (laughs) it's walk into an orgy, and it's (laughs) called a startup, something like
10: that.
7: that.
3: A tech bang Sorry. instead okay. of a startup oh, bang.
15: Oh, oh, that. I got really startup back. bang, tech bang. Yeah. Did you uh, <laughs> what, maybe flip it uh, and say, well, four women, we don't say four women on one guy is uh, a quilting bee or something <laughs> like that, something that a female gathering would be. You could flip it that way too. Okay. Other comments for Arjun? All right,
3: clap wildly. Arjun Banerjee. Batman. Uh, your next comedian uh, is hashtag, hashtag GingerLivesMatter. Clap wildly for Matthew Quirk.
11: All right, so uh, as you know, I'm a political comedian. You guys can follow my career. You know that. So I, I definitely wanted to address all the the shooting stuff that's been going on. And just today they were talking about they, they, there was like four gun legislation bills that failed today. And I just guess I that's just, I just to speak to all these, you know, gun clingers and gun lovers. And I just have to say to them that, you know, look, guys, I have a small penis, too. It's, it's OK. You know, I, I think I think it's time we just got real about that and all, and all came out of the closet about our small penises. Uh, well, maybe closet's too grandiose of a structure. We should all come out of the sock drawer about our small penises and just get real about it. You know, and I think maybe as I'd be the, the bold first one to come blasting through that, maybe I can set an example for the rest of, yeah, I'm not doing this for laughs, I'm doing this for feedback from comedians. All right. So I got a few other things on my mind. I was, uh, I was away this weekend at this campfire with my roommates and, and one of them just blurted out at the campfire out of fucking nowhere, how I pay for sex and like nothing kills that campfire song, like that sort of information. And everyone just like stops and looks at me and I'm like, what's with the fucking slut shaming? I mean, that's so 2014, you know? I mean, I thought we were coming around about that sort of thing. <laughs> so later, later on, you know, people are talking, and it turns out that one of the women there had, had done porno, and everyone's like, oh, that's fine. You know, you're embracing your sexuality. You know, you're getting in touch with your body and no judgment and everything. So I was like, you know, after that event, I should probably tell them, you know, hey, you know, I've done a couple pornos too. And that they all turned and looked at me like, You're just, you're just like continuing the patriarchy, you know, you're shaming women, you're you're selfish men. And I'm like, what's with the fucking slut shaming? I mean, it's going nowhere with those people. Like I said, feedback from comedians. That's what I'm looking for here. Feedback from comedians. Uh, Let's see, I wanted to say something else. So yeah, so uh, one of my friends, Nah, that's going nowhere <laughs> Alright, I guess that's all I have to say about it tonight Feedback from comedians
10: Matthew Quirk wants feedback Something about slut shaming Like, I just don't even It's like, it's not. they're not judging you because you, you're fucking a lot They're judging you because they don't believe you were in a porno And they think you're being a creep and you're just trying to, like, tag, this woman just said she was in a porno, and now you're making it all about you. But look at me, God, you know, and, like, nobody cares if a dude's been in a porno. So, I don't know, just change why they're judging you. Yeah. They're not slut-shaming you. And, because uh, that doesn't happen. And then I thought when you said, like, uh, slut-shaming is to- so 2014, I mean, if you could, like, reference that slut-shaming is so, like, all of human history like it's so current year or like it would be even funnier if you're like slush shaming. you know that's like that's you know that's so current year or it's so because it's not so all
11: of human history it's
10: yeah it's so the entire time yeah that's all i got
11: (laughs) that was better than my
16: bit i thought the gun joke was good yeah um I don't know. It could just be shorter, or or, because once you what? S- what? No, once you said, I like the way you said. Uh, I get it. Like I have a small dick too. I think that's the punchline, and then everyone kind of gets that. But then when you say the other things, I don't know. Maybe unless you want to reference something about like they want to keep the big guns or something. I don't know.
3: Well, keep your big guns in your pants. I, some
16: like that's they they have big guns, so they know what that feels like. Something in their pants. I don't know. Concealing
3: uh, carry. Yeah, yeah. Something about.
16: Yeah. But I liked. I liked it.
3: You tried to show someone your small gun, maybe. Yeah. And you didn't have a concealing carry law, or <laughs> it's, you know something like Second Amendment. This
11: is all. This is what I came here for. Valuable feedback. All right,
13: thanks.
3: Didn't have a large arms permit. Ah, right. Uh yeah, large arms. You can always do this silly hack gun joke, which is like, look at these guns. <laughs> like, I might have a small gun in my pants, but look at these guns or whatever. And you show them your muscles on your arms. No? I don't want to scare
11: the muscle. comedians with my, you know, big muscles.
3: Right, right. Or, um, I mean, arms. I'm trying to think arms. I'm, the only thing I have on, only kind of arms I have are hairy arms. I don't know. Or, I, the only kind of arms I have are—it's the arm. Did something about hair? I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe there's a hair joke in there somewhere. No? Freckles—the only—the only thing my arms have are freckles. You could make a—you could make a ginger joke.
11: Do I have to? <laughs> I could bring it back to ginger in some way, I suppose.
3: Well, do gingers have stereotypically small peepees? Uh, no. I was I don't know. thinking I, of I a joke no like that
11: where I went to Asia and someone said, "Oh look, he's got Irish dick," and I'm like, "Hey, wait a minute," you know, like. So, but. Well,
3: there you go. I, and did they let you have, what, what country did you say? A very
11: Asian country right. in Asia. I was there just last week in Asia. Oh, really? No.
3: Oh, okay. I was like, did they let you I've have Never been guns? to Asia. It's have,
11: all made up.
3: Well, good. Uh, all right, <laughs> everybody clap wildly for Matthew Quirk. Gun jokes. All right, going back to the list. Put your hands together. Everybody for Ashton Tate.
16: Hey, what's up? Smelling a lot of good cologne in here. S- smells pretty good. <laughs> um, I mean it. Uh, I wear cologne. I'm currently wearing a Loiter by Abercrombie. It's, you just walk around the store. It's free, and uh, the guys dig it. So that's cool. I. Uh, r- um, you ever accidentally like make this noise? You just go like and then you worry that other people heard it, so then you have to just keep doing it like to make sure they don't think it was real. You guys ever do that? <laughs> do you? It's good a show of hands, do you? You ever do that? Okay, it's just me, it's cool. So, cause uh, sometimes I do that and then uh, I, I did it and I work in a cubicle and so I'm just sitting there, you know, like, and then I'm realizing, like, oh yeah, they can't see my face, so they just think I'm farting. Um, so then I had to get up and walk around and make eye contact while doing it. That way they know that you're not playing around. It's, uh, it's quite the opposite. Um, but my, uh, I went to see my doctor and he was asking me, I had a really bad cough and he was asking me what, what, what caused it. And I'm just like, I don't know. Whenever people ask me who I'm voting for, that's what, that's what causes it. I'm like Trump. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. It's very hard to conceal it. Uh, my uh, girlfriend, she wanted to try some kinky stuff in the bedroom. She, uh, she wanted to do sex. I think, okay. As you guys know, I think uh, a lot of dating is about compromise. Like, you know, my girlfriend, like I was saying, she wanted to spice things up in the bedroom. So I was like, why don't we play some music? And uh, she was like, why don't we have sex outdoors? So we compromised and got a mariachi group, and that's it's going great. Yeah, I know. I, I I took a chance. Um but that's cool. I uh wonder sometimes about the uh I got the old high school family reunion. That's not the right thing. That's a high that's I don't go to high school family reunions. I don't I don't do that. Yeah, uh some people. I uh I did homeschool for uh two grades, second grade. That was pretty cool. Second and third. And I, um, yeah, I got a high school reunion coming up. Not sure what uh, what I'm going to do. You know, you got to show up in style. You know what I mean? You can't have your parents drop you off. That's pretty lame. <laughs> it's not like high school where, again, where they drop you off. You got to do something different. So I'm thinking about that. Probably get a limo. We'll see if I do. Um, I, uh, I like limos. Do you like limos? You do? How many have you been in? Okay. It's pretty cool. Well, I think a lot of people like limos. They just don't. I mean, it's a pretty rare opportunity to get one. Either you have a date for prom, you don't want to be the stag guy in the limo um, in case like a tire breaks and you got to be the guy. Because if you're the stag guy in a limo, your date's the driver. That's pretty lame. And um, so you just gotta. I don't know. I think I think if I go back to high school, which I I probably could. You know, it's not too hard <laughs> to go just to go back. Uh, a lot of older gals go back to college to get their degree. So I don't, so you know, some some moms if my mom told me she was like, you know, Ash I just want to go back and get my degree, I'd probably tell her not to. I don't I don't want my uh, mom there. She was uh I mean she was cool, but she wasn't that cool. She wasn't uh I don't know. Just dating this college chick. And uh yeah, she was pretty nice. She was a nice girl. Gonna get my associate's degree, my AA. That's something that uh, a lot of people don't miss. That's uh, that's uh, something I'd like to do. Get an optometry degree, and uh, that's my time, guys. That's my time. My name's Ashton. Thank you very much. Have a good
1: one.
3: Ashton day Kind of lost me at the end there. Confusing. Yeah, me too. Uptime like optometry. AA. This is school. Yay, Ashton day, Yay. All right. Comments.
11: I mean, I guess you misspoke when you said that high school family reunion, but it occurs to me there's like, you could go to this whole thing. Like, I don't know why, you know, it's just mom and dad for dinner. I don't know why I have to get dressed up and rent a limo and get a tuxedo for, you know, I was homeschooled. I think there's stuff in there.
13: Okay. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) That's
14: fine. I don't know if this was your angle, but when you're saying like, it's really easy to go back to high school, what I, in my head, I thought like, yeah, you can just like go back if you want, like you can show up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is
12: that where you were thinking? <laughs> kind of.
14: Yeah. I think if you like expand on that more. Okay. That's really funny. Wait, was it because you,
12: you kind like, you kind of like, like the look, like, cause you kind of look like, like the look, cause you kind of look like, you I mean, you, you'd be like an elderly high schooler, but you could, yeah. you could pass for eight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah.
16: Yeah, something like that.
12: Yeah. Was that what you were going for? Or you were just like, oh, high school's easy. Like, I could go back to high school. Like, his trigonometry's not that bad.
16: Yeah, it was a mix of both, wanting to just. Yeah. yeah, if you, if you, yeah. S- yeah.
5: you look like you could have been on Glee, definitely.
16: Okay. <laughs> uh, but he's not. Yeah, but I don't sound like I could. Yeah, yeah that's fine. And I'm not flexible. But also, I don't
14: know. It might just be my sense of humor, but I really enjoyed it when you were antagonizing him about how many times he's been in a limo. I think that's sort of <laughs> okay. kind of a funny thing to do to someone in the audience.
17: <laughs> okay. Alright, I
14: appreciate it. <laughs> Alright, thank you guys so much.
3: Ashante, hooray Moving right along. Your next comedian here on the Joke Workshop is Jesse Warren. Yay!
17: Hey, what's up, guys? I just joined a CrossFit gym last week, which is funny because like, I'm like the opposite type of person who would do that. Just kidding. I'm the exact stereotype of the person who would do that. Uh, I, uh, I fit the stereotype. I'm undeservingly arrogant yet completely insecure. Uh, I just need a hoverboard now to complete my metamorphosis into the complete SF douche package and uh, I was actually just at CrossFit a half hour ago in this fundamentals course and the whole time they're like trying to convince us how uh, good this is because of how functional the training is the guy was like yo have you ever been in an airplane and have you ever had to put your baggage overhead it's an overhead press (laughs) have you ever had to sit down and then stand back up. That's a squat. <laughs> and I was just like completely blown away. I thought those goals were a little overly ambitious, but uh, I was pretty pretty happy about it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, in my experience, workout guys are typically the most insecure people. Like, I saw this happen last week. One guy in the gym told, like, this big muscle guy, uh, hey, man, uh, I think your, like, calves are just, like, a little asymmetric. And the guy goes "Eh," out loud and just gasps. And uh, I think they thought nobody was watching, but it was weird to see that. It was really weird. That guy was me, all right? The guy was me. Uh, Yeah, dude, it's... It's a weird weird culture. I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I uh My uh, I have a friend who brings his girlfriend fucking everywhere and I don't like it. I don't like it. It changes the group dynamics. So I I told him, hey man, why you gotta bring your girlfriend everywhere? And he goes, Hey man, she's not just my girlfriend. All right, she's my best friend, and I threw up a little bit. It was gross. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. I didn't like it at all. Not that I don't think your your girlfriend can't be your best friend. I think that's totally cool and valid. But he's uh he's had six girlfriends in the last year, and he said each of them was his best friend. And I don't. I think that's weird, man. I don't think you should do that because. Between every new girlfriend, he has like a a month period where he doesn't have a girlfriend. So during that time, his other f- closest friend gets promoted to best friend status. But every time he gets a new girlfriend, he gets demoted. So that dude's been demoted from best friend six times in the last year, which is fucking emotional roller coaster, man. I can't imagine what the guy's going through. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I CrossFit's like a good workout. Um, I think the most exhausting part is how many high fives I have to do in the middle of my workout. I didn't see that many high fives coming. Like I was doing these squats. I was like, fucking one. And in the middle, this guy just fucking, yeah, man, good job. <laughs> fucking two. Uh, and it seemed kind of like unnecessary energy expenditure during the middle of an otherwise productive workout.
3: (laughs) Today is the day of high five jokes and mariachi jokes. I don't know what's going on. It's Jesse Warren. Uh,
5: I really liked um, your descriptions of, of the exercises, like the guy talking about like, have you ever done this? But I think um, it you de escalated. Like you started with a more complex description and then went to a less complex one. So like start uh, with uh, the yeah. have you ever sit sat down and yeah. stood up again yeah. and then you know, you could end it with like I don't know, like a cherry pick, be like, Have you guys ever had your own farm and gone out on that farm and gone up to the top yeah, of the yeah, tree actually. and yeah, yeah. picked the cherries? That's why this is called a cherry
17: pick. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I like it.
5: Is it
3: the
15: weather today or just none of us are verbose? So
5: we're all depressed about the Warriors.
3: Oh. Uh,
15: about the CrossFit, uh, when you first said, uh, I started doing CrossFit a week ago, my first thought was, and you're just now telling
17: us? <laughs> <laughs> so you could do something. <laughs> you should be applauding my restraint. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
15: So if you could do a joke, you know, like, uh, yeah, I started a week ago, um, so... And you should, uh, whatever. Yeah. So, oh,
17: I was actually going to talk about how, like, I actually only got into stand-up as like a medium to tell people about CrossFit.
3: <laughs> right.
15: Something like that. Okay. <laughs> or I know what you're, uh, I know what you're thinking. I'm just now telling you, you know, something yeah. like that. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, again, with the uh, positions, uh, of course, uh, you could always go sexy, and it's like, oh, have you ever had missionary sex? <laughs> that's a push-up with, uh, you know, with ab extension or something yeah. like that, or that's a planking uh, okay. or something like that. Cool. So.
14: I really enjoyed how theatrical you were on the bit about the person telling you your calves were um, uneven, and then... Like you think, cause you think in my head, it was like going to be like a tough guy response, but instead it was just this very like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. um, and so, yeah, just keep that like, like that, the act out of it is really important. Thank
17: you.
3: I still maintain that he's too good looking to be a comedian. Hey everybody, clap it up for Jesse Warren. Yay. Moving right along. Your next comedian. We have time for him. Put your hands together. It's John
14: Alcavaz. Hello. Um, I have a couple stories. First one is the other day I was at um, an open mic at a bar and I went to get a glass of water Um, and the bartender he like takes a look at me and he's like, "Oh, I recognize you." And I kind of like got flattered, but then but then he was like, "You're the guy like I had to kick out of the bathroom." I was like, what? And he was like, get out of here. Just <laughs> he like, get the fuck out of here right now. And I was like, but I didn't. And he was like, out. And so I just did, because I just am bad at dealing with authority. And in my head, there's still, like, grownups and then me. So I, I left. I, like, walked right out of the bar. And then I, like, was standing on the sidewalk. And then I was like, I don't want to just leave. Like, I want to go in there. I want to be in there. Why did you kick me out? And so I, like, spent, like, five minutes working up the courage to go back in there. And in my head, I was going to like, it was going to be a way bigger deal than it was. In my head, I was going to, like, step in the door frame and he was going to look at me and be like, I thought I told you to beat it. But in actuality, I, like, walked in there, and I had to wait to get his attention, which says a lot about just how important I think I am when I'm getting in trouble. Um, so I, like, waited for him, and then, like, after he was, like, done serving people and, like, taking shots, he came up to me, and he was like, hey, um, do you... Uh, can I help you? And I was like, uh, yeah, you uh, kicked me out a few minutes ago. He was like, oh, I know. <laughs> and I was like, so, uh, yeah, what was, what was up with that? And he was like, like let me talk to you outside. And he, so he talked to me. He's like, so you, you haven't been coming in here during the day and locking yourself in the bathroom? And I was like, no, I swear, that wasn't me. It, and I swear to all of you, too, it wasn't me. <laughs> I stand here today, and I tell you, it wasn't me. And then he, he didn't want to like lose face. So he, the way he's, he was like, all right, I'll give you another chance. <laughs> it's like, all right, give me another chance at being a fucking person in a bar. <laughs> but then it got me thinking like, there's a guy who looks like me out there on the loose, doing shit like that, locking himself in bathrooms. And I'd like, how do I, I need, I want to meet this guy. <laughs> I want to confront him, but I don't know what, where to meet him. So what I did I, uh, So I kind of just posted up in that bathroom, just waiting for him for a while. Um, oh no. and The guy didn't. He didn't like that one bit. <laughs> that that last part's not true. Um, the rest of it is though. Um, but I stood up for myself like a big boy, so that was cool. Um, I, I had another encounter um, in San, when I was living in Santa Cruz with this, like, hippie Santa Cruz girl who, like, she's not even a Santa Cruz. She was just, like, living on the road, going from town to town, which living on the road is, like, the same as living on the street, just with mileage, but it's the same basic idea. And so she was, like, giving me advice about my life, but from the perspective of, like, she took mushrooms once, and they were like, we're staying, and that's how her brain worked. Um, And she was like, what is it that you want to do, man? And I was like, oh, I want to I wanna do comedy. And she like, took a st- pause and she was like, well, then do comedy. Like she was a fucking like wizard granting me that wish. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't really you, like, pay the bills at this point. She's like, what bills, man? I was like, what are you talking about? What are you, a Bob Dylan lyric? My bills. Like, my bills. She's like, you're just going to be the guy who pays bills his whole life? I was like, yeah, I was planning on it. Ideally, if I, get, if I can get there every month, yeah. She was like, That's, don't you ever just want to go into the woods alone for a few days, figure it all out? I was like, no, I really don't. I, like, no, I, you're talking to the guy who fucks up grilled cheese. You think I would make it in the woods? I'd bring back three berries and one of them would be a rock. She was like, "Don't you like that's so weird, man?" And I, that's when I got frustrated because up until then I had been like respectful of her choices to like live on the road and live that kind of life. But when she starts telling me that my lifestyle's weird, that I wanted to live just live in a house in a bed, that's when because I, I didn't think she was weird, but now that she makes it so that one of us has to be weird, it's definitely her. You know. All right, it's been all for me. Thank you. <laughs>
3: John Alchemy. Yeah. That first story was awesome. And I don't think it was too long. And the payoff was totally worth it. That you sat in the bathroom. That you, were the, that you weren't the guy. But then you hung out in the bathroom like the guy didn't want you to do, waiting for the guy who was supposed to be hanging out in the bathroom. It's very, very cute and clever and funny. And I don't think you need at the end to be like, no, I didn't really do that. Yeah. I think that's the funny part of the joke is that – so then I sat in the bathroom waiting for that guy because yeah. it makes you that guy, which right. is hilarious
14: to me. I yeah. liked it.
5: <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, uh, the, the This gay girl, was she cute?
14: Um. I didn't, not in real life, I didn't think so. Okay.
5: It's <laughs> like, maybe
14: if she was just, she was just very
5: dirty. Okay, all right. Well, I, I mean, I just, she, the way you talk about her, it reminds me of this trope the, are you familiar with the Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Yes. It yeah. Was very much that. Okay, yeah. So, like, d- d- just, but the fact that you said she was like a Bob Dylan lyric, that sort of took it away from that. So, but I think you could really paint a picture of her as the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. So, like, I don't know, like, maybe you. Sh- could say she sounds like a, like a a fairy from a Shakespeare play or something. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Or describe her. She's got those fucking flowy skirts and those goddamn jingly bells and yeah. <laughs> she smells like patchouli and she farts granola. Whatever. Just, yeah. you know, it's all those things. The, the granola farters, you know.
5: Manic hippie dream girl. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: That's good. No pills. I, I like that story too. About like and you have a new tag on the end of that. It's cute. I liked it.
17: I, I like the part where you're like, you're you're not happy with the idea that this guy who looks like you is on the loose just doing shit. And I think you should list some more examples of stuff he would be doing. Uh, I don't know, like going to a Taco Bell drive-thru and trying to order Whoppers or something, just something stupid, um, just other stuff that you'd be uncomfortable with somebody accusing you of doing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you. And,
3: and, and uh, well, on your drive-thru thing, are you, you're not allowed to go through a drive-thru if you're not in a car, right? You get in trouble if you're, like, walking through a drive-thru. They, well, okay. There might be something there. Yeah. why? I mean, if a drive is open 24 hours, you should be able to walk through the drive-thru to be able to, I mean, what's the difference? Why would you have to be in a car? Safer, too, because I'm probably high. And what if you were on a sco- scooters and motorcycles? Are those okay? So you can't walk, but you can have access to the air. I'm just, I'm just philosophizing about drive-thrus. They has to have a cup holder. That's funny.
11: I'm gonna go on my skates next time just to see where this controversy, where the line really is. See if it's the
3: wheels. Yeah. Is it the wheels? Is it where your body is? Uh, All right. Good stuff tonight, John. Uh, Everybody clap wildly. John Alcabez. Yay! Yay. Yay. All right. It's a redheaded, studded night tonight. You guys are in for one of my favorite feminists. Put your hands together for Alyssa
10: Westerlund. (laughs) Not just a feminist. (laughs) The fucking asshole. No, I'm. Uh, I wanted to, I have to address this, you guys and your little penises, okay? Everybody's sick of fucking. Sh- I'm not actually, this is my joke. Just <laughs> shut up, okay? I'm sick of you guys whining about your little dicks, your little dick. Oh, my little dick. You know, there is one place in this universe for your little penis, and it's Uranus. <laughs> Um, or his anus or my anus. Anybody's anus. I don't care, but they belong in anuses. It's just you whine and you whine and you whine and you talk about this small penis. Well it might be one small
2: penis to you, but it's one huge advantage to me.
10: <laughs> okay, thanks. <I> just need- <laughs> need to get that out? I'm pissed at hippies. I'm pissed at the hippies. Everybody's like, oh, they were revolutionaries. They didn't start the civil rights movement. They didn't do any of that shit. They were piggybacking on the backs of everybody else just out there doing their acid. They didn't even create their acid, okay? Some guy in a government lab made the acid. And then what they do after the acid run out? They, they go and they get the cocaine. Where'd they get the cocaine? Some guy in the government gave them the cocaine. These people aren't revolutionaries, okay? They're not doing anything cool. What do they have to do after they do the cocaine? Were they going to go to the beach? After they go to the beach, what are they going to do? They're going to have a bunch of fucking babies? Yeah, that's what they did. Have a bunch of babies. Now what's the deal? The, the man with the most toys wins, or is it just the man who has the least adult children living in his home? <laughs> um, anyway, fuck the hippies. Fuck them. I just hate everybody. I hate small penises, I hate hippies. Um, But, no, I'm really jealous of... People I'm jealous of. Who are they? Um, I'm jealous of people that have, like, one traumatic event that happened to them. You know, like, one thing that they can, like, isolate. And they're like, you know, when I was four, my uncle stuck his thumb up my ass. And everything's just been down, you know, hill from there. Or when I was in sixth grade, the girls, they they spit on me. And I just never recovered, you know. Or whatever it is, they've got this one traumatic event. It's like, for me, I'm like, what the fuck, you guys... I was born December 22nd, 1985, and then shit just got weird. Like, I don't know, but something happened, you guys. Something happened to me. Something ha- happened. So uh, fuck you guys with your one problems. I'm just going to keep saying fuck everybody. Um, so I, I, I need to get a new job. I need to get a new job. And I'm just I'm, I'm flip-flopping, I'm flip-flopping between prostitute and housekeeper. I'm like, what's, you know, cost-benefit? And I was thinking, you know, I could get raped cleaning a house. So I think prostitution is uh, safer. Uh, Maybe that one doesn't work. Kind of rough. None of these really work. Here, let's go with the murder jokes. (laughs) So I was engaged to a murderer. Um, Yeah, yeah, I was with a murderer for a long time. And I I know what you're doing right now. I know you're judging me. You know, you're thinking um, she was a party to murder. Um, but I was an after party <laughs> to murder and, uh, yeah, I mean, people ask me now, they come up to me, Alyssa, did you know, did you know what he, what he was? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, he told me, but I just thought he was trying to impress me. <laughs> um, and I need to, because I feel like that joke, I feel like what that joke is basically like giving a guy bait like to fish in a pond with no fish. Like you're just like, there's no fish in the pond. But I gave him the bait like because I'm leading him in. And it's this big story. I was engaged to a murderer. He did kill people. <laughs> anyway, I need to find a way to end it. I know you guys can't give it to me, but, but um, wait a minute. That's actually kind of funny. I need to find a way to end it. Uh, And that's it. That's how I'm going to end it. Thank you. you you Alyssa Westerland. Uh, Jailbait
3: is a way to go with that. Maybe you were younger because you used the term bait and then you can say, like, you know, not only was he a murderer, but he was twice my age, which makes me jailbait. Um, And then I really enjoyed... Beginning of your set with the, um, and I thought once you started going into cocaine, I don't know if you know, cocaine's an analgesic and you can put it on your tushy while you're having anal sex and it'll make it hurt a lot less. So if you can bring it back, if you're going to go with the tiny peepee <laughs> anal sex joke, you can say, or, and you, when you start talking about cocaine, I was just, cause it just came to me, I'm like, oh, you could, you could, you could zip back around and have a call back with cocaine on your, on your tukis.
10: <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
11: well I was gonna say about the thing, you know, you know, you're dating a murderer and it's like I know you're judging me, you know, but like, you know, at one point bring up like I wanted to break up with him but you know, like you don't want to get on his bad side, you know, like I wanna break up with him but I didn't wanna upset it, you know, like like how do you break up with a murderer, you know, like
10: yeah, That's just rambly. That's not helpful. I'm not giving
11: you, <laughs> I'm giving you I, I'm giving you a direction, not I know, an answer. I, know,
10: I, know. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Have you ever talk
16: that out, that I mean just hearing you explain if you had the chance to like get a five minute mic that was quiet to talk about dating a murderer, that's something I'm sure that something would come out of that just telling it on stage.
10: You're right, I should do it. It's just it take yeah, it's it's yeah.
16: yeah. But I think but do more really? natural jokes would come out of saying that than like Telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. But then but then seeing what comes out of that and then working it into like a joke format, you know? Yeah. 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 I got it. I'd be, you, I'm
10: dying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't
16: mean that. Um, I'm very interested in hearing about that. So
3: Is okay. it this is a true story. You really was, you really dated a murderer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. The impress me. Joke is cute. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, it is because some girls have, have, yeah, have jail fetishes or whatever. I mean, Orange and the new, as the new black, and this is the new black just came out with their series season four. So if you want to do jail jokes, you're pretty ripe for it. And that, it's it's back in the in the it's back in the zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. So.
17: So I, I thought the one about uh, being jealous of people with one thing was really funny because my expectation was that you were going to talk about how they get to uh, blame all their problems on this one thing. But what it was was that you just had so many that you couldn't point to anything. Is that the idea? Yeah. Um, I, but I didn't quite figure that out until like a little after the fact because um, I, cause I loved your act out, but maybe being more explicit about just like being so confused by all these things that went wrong that, uh, that, you, that, that that's the reason. Too I'm, many variables
10: yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah it was it. very funny. Thank you. Yeah, I agree
3: with him. If it, if you pinpointed specificities in that, so it was like, it could be when my brother shoved the peanut butter, forced me to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or it was just, think of like a lot of really bad childhood things, or when my neighbor pissed in my mouth. I don't know, I'm just making shit up. I don't know what happens to small children that got ruin it, them. Got it, got it,
10: Yeah. yeah. And I could do a very exhaustive list. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> uh, circling back to uh, the very beginning, when you said you were you were looking for a new job, uh, and, and you mentioned prostitution, you could also, to tie to tie it in to the, um, uh, the 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 prison murderer thing. You could say, you know, maybe I'll you know marry someone who's on the death row for a capital offense because they don't get um, uh, conjugal visits. So you would you could you know be get the benefits of being married without having to deal with any of the other icky stuff.
10: Got it. Yeah, except the benefit. Yeah, got. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> K- well, thank you, guys. All right, Alyssa
3: Westerland. <laughs> Yay! All right, guys. Our last comedian of the evening. We have time for him. Clap your hands together wildly for Joseph Ugalde. <laughs>
15: <laughs> What's happening, Radio Land? Uh, so I've been uh, researching my roots. Uh, most of my family. Uh, My ancestors came from Mexico, Uh, but turns out my great-grandmother on my mother's side was Dutch. That's true. So ladies, if you ever go on a date with me, there's a one-in-eight chance I'm going to expect you to split the bill, (laughs) and there's a seven-in-eight chance I'm going to expect you to pay the whole bill. That's because Mexicans are cheap. That's the idea. I don't know. I don't know, though. Sometimes I think I put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. The other day, I caught myself faking an orgasm while I was masturbating. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Oh, man. I had the worst date the other night. Uh, I was on a date with a girl, and within the first 10 minutes, she looks across the table at me and starts telling me about all the random sex she's been having lately. And I'm like, "Uh, is this supposed to be turning me on or off? So, I, I'm really like, okay, I did not want to hear this uh, unless I was a part of it, or the star of it. Uh, but then at the end of the evening, she seemed a little pissed off at me that I wasn't, you know, trying to get her to go home with me. I'm like, that, that's kind of like, you know, if she had gotten up on the table and taken a dump, and then gotten mad at me for not springing for dessert. I don't know. Uh, I'm still, that's a, that was a true story, by the way. Um uh let's see oh, uh the uh, targeted marketing on facebook uh it, it's got me all wrong. I saw an ad for this new uh little backpack uh satchel thing f- that you're supposed to use to carry your electronics, uh, so apparently they must have thought I was a techie, yeah, so the bag is called the e bag, and I thought, oh, I see the e bags for d bags <laughs> Oh no, that's terrible. Oh, man. Um, mm, uh, legendary fitness guru Richard Simmons uh, was hospitalized a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. This is true. Yeah. His friends called 911 uh, and said that he had been acting strangely. Yeah, I know. I, the operator said, When did this, when did this start? And they said, 1985. <laughs> too easy. <laughs> too easy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Let's see. Oh! Uh, The other day, I saw a uh, guy on a bicycle wearing earbuds, and he stopped at a red light. And he's playing air guitar really vigorously. And I thought, wow, that's something. A San Francisco bicyclist actually stopped at a red light. Mm. I don't know. What else is happening? E-bags, D-bags. I was getting ready to go on a date, and so I uh, picked up some of the products a gentleman might need, tucked them into my breast pocket, and five o'clock rolls around, I head out. So I get in the elevator, packed with all my coworkers, and one of my coworkers sees the distinctive gold foil that you might recognize from the Trojan Magnum condom, sticking out from my pocket. And she goes, what's that? And I said, um, and then she grabs it and pulls and goes, is that chocolate? <laughs> out comes a stream of condoms out of my chest. It's like I'm <laughs> going through an exorcism. I'm going, ah. <sighs> so there they all are in a pile. Everyone's looking at them, they're looking at me. So I got back at her though. I reached into her purse and pulled out a rabbit. <laughs> That's a vibrator, folks. Thank you. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Um, I think that's all I got for this week. I love you all.
3: Joseph Ugaldi! I don't get the connection between the vibrator and the condoms, because uh, oh. use the use the microphone. But I, because
15: I, I, I did leave out uh, one line. Uh, she's pulling the stream of condoms out of my chest. And I, uh, and I looked like a, an X-rated party magician.
3: <laughs> oh, right. Okay. That was a vital that's, part that's to forget. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, stream of condomness. That would work too. Stream of, instead of stream of consciousness, stream of so condomness. Oh,
15: okay. <laughs> Something like that.
3: Uh, uh, you, you love puns. So I, I didn't hear any puns in your set I'm sets trying tonight, to get really.
15: away from puns. See,
3: I, I, I just, I kept the, the entire time I'm watching, listening to your set and I'm thinking, where, where are the puns? <laughs> like it's usually, you're usually the man of puns. See, it's
15: a new me. All
5: right. Uh, is is it really such a stereotype that Mexicans are cheap?
15: Um it's probably more that they're broke.
5: More, more oh, oh bro okay yeah that, See, I didn't I didn't okay. pick up on that that makes a lot more sense cuz like my my mom's side of the family they're all Mexican and I I I don't think they've ever been like you know trying to foist the bill off on any anyone else uh yeah um and then you said um uh, San, a San Francisco bicyclist who stops at a red light. You can say Bay Area bicyclist. Oh. You can definitely cover a large swath with that. That's true. Mm-hmm.
15: Yeah. Thank
5: you.
3: It, he makes a really good point, though, about the difference between being cheap and being broke. Is that... Jews are cheap, right Mexicans are broke, right. I mean if we 're going to be racist with our stereotypes, we might as well have them right, right. right.
15: well, right. yeah, so I was
10: thinking back, so. something about dishes, oh, sorry, um, but you could say seven out of eight times i 'm going to have to do the dishes oh. Um,
15: oh, or some, yeah. yeah 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 all right it's mean to.
11: Oh, no, I was just continuing with the racism saying that blacks are cheap and that Mexicans are...
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Are blacks okay.
10: cheap? I don't think black <laughs> people are cheap. I also, um, also want to say the e-bag, d-bag thing. Instead of making it about you, you could just be like, hey, I was on Facebook. You guys, have you seen those new e-bags? You know, like the e-bags, you know, for d-bags. Uh, just make it quicker, because it, yeah, yeah. it, was, it, was, it is funny. It's, okay. And then there was something else I wanted to mm-hmm. say to you. But that's all I can remember.
15: Good, good. Thank you. Everyone. Uh, no, J-
3: Jesse has
17: comments. Yeah, so I, I – uh, that one about going on the date with that girl uh, who just talks about how many people she has sex with, um, uh, I do think that's an interesting premise and, like, exploring why people might do that uh, would, would be cool. But I think the, um, the thing about, like – the comparison was a little too harsh. Um, because it could, uh, like the whole like shitting on the table thing. Uh, I I can't, unfortunately I can't have, I don't have a better comparison, but I do think it's interesting. I've also encountered that and I think it's worth exploring the, yeah.
15: Yeah. I don't know. And, and
3: terrible, and terrible dating moments from, and, and because you're not to like, you're older than, you're probably the oldest comedian in the room right now. Other than me and Matthew, I think it's kind of a toss up, but there's gotta be something in there about the way dating used to be and the way dating is now and mm. maybe the changes of maybe I mean cause in my original generation like you know in the early 90s or whatever it was like you men pick up the bill. I think there's something different now with like women feeling that they have to split the bill so they don't have to fuck you kind of thing. Like, whereas before it was like, take the free food and have sex with them. Or there's something about the way it used to be and the way it is now that you can, you have the luxury of talking about because you are not 25. I'm trying to be nice about
15: age right now,
3: but everyone else is so young in the room. So
15: no, it's good. All right. Thank you.
3: All right. Joseph, you go it Yay. Yay. And then yay. All right, guys. That was, uh, we got everybody up. That was really successful. Um, Wildebeest, he disappeared, yeah? Because we would have yeah, had time for him. Yeah, Poop. Uh, well, hey, everybody. Uh, don't, feel, don't feel like you have to go to Brainwash because there's that stupid competition you have to pay for to be in that you're not going to get any money from. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I just completely... This is the one thing I'm gonna be so boxy about forever, is that we are artists, and when you guys, when all of us don't demand to be paid for our art, then that's why none of us are making any money. And until we start saying like, hey, I saw 72 people at the show that I was in on Saturday and I had, they wanted me to pay $4 for a drink. Okay, A, fuck off. And B, how about a 10 for my fucking BART train over, right? Like something. So, And I apologize to comedians here. I would pay you on Pamtastics, but we have to pay the rent, so it's a little different. And I'm not getting 72 people at a show. I'm just saying, like, just if we don't all start saying that our art has value, no one will ever value us as artists. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I value you guys. Thanks for being here tonight at the Joke Workshop. MutinyRadio.fm. Bye-bye.
2: I'm
18: tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are you on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of radio.fm From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. Good evening there, my friends here at Evan, Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground. <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah.
19: on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates.
3: The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blue Freeform Radio for free minds.
2: Very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. i offer, son. You're dead. Well, Man, change, like three times the <laughs> course that.
1: oh happy hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets Kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage shine makes them happy. And this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny radio FM index at
2: podcasts.pcrcollective.org.
1: So come live, or listen later, or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FM, mutiny, I just fucked that up. Again, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! Yeah, you right. I got it, you got it. Look at that
18: Billy Bob, you ever wanna be funny? Well, my dogs
2: think I'm funny, Daryl.
18: Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like,
2: squirrels, dogs,
18: and dead peasants?
2: Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you
18: go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop, Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
17: Rain finally here in San Francisco, which is a good thing. And, uh... So I didn't want to bring my computer, in
8: you know, because it looked like it might rain. And it's still, the air is super heavy, and it may burst out at any minute. So I was like, well, do I really want to drag my computer across town in the rain and slugs? Yeah, screw that. I brought some CDs, um, mainly also because um, I'm going to be playing um, stuff off of a few particular CDs, and... Um, because today's show is all about GearHead Records. Um, I just went to the 15th anniversary GearHead Records